Lady Ballers. Welcome back. We're Soccer Props. And it's game time. Lady Ballers. Back in the building. Back in the bleacher of our building. Beautiful. That was nice. It was. And I can sing. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, we have our friend Melissa Ortiz in the studio today. Um, Melissa has a really unique story because growing up in Florida, she wanted to be an architect, which we didn't know. She ended up going to a D2 school and then mm-hmm. going to play on the Colombian national team. She wasn't even planning on playing. Isn't that wild? And somebody saw her, and she'll tell the whole story in the podcast, but guys, like it, her journey is truly amazing, yeah. and she she just worked so hard to get to where she w- was on the national team, the Colombian national team. She dealt with some injuries. She dealt She's, with some shit. She dealt with some, yeah. like, some pretty... You know, discrimination, yeah, gender discrimination. Inequality over there, and it's pretty cool what she did to try and help the team. Yeah, the bravery that yeah. it took. Yeah, that everything. was pretty wild. It's a very cool I would be story. very nervous. I wish she had, like, a documentary about it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll re- do some... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, with our film skills. <laughs> but um, she's the, Melissa's incredible. She's so inspiring. And Lady Ballers, if it's anything you should take from this episode, it's to speak up when you feel uncomfortable or something is wrong, mm-hmm. you know, to you. And I think that's important because some people are scared and they, you know, they don't speak out. Yeah, speak up. If you don't speak up, change won't happen. So wow, you heard wow, it first. Carly Byer, written. On paper today, Mm-mm, not I'll written, it out. just nope. vocalized. Just vocalized. Okay. And Jerry from Cheer. <laughs> All I gotta say. All right, guys, enjoy. Before you listen to this awesome interview with Melissa, we want you to download the Bleacher Report app right now. You can follow your favorite teams, leagues, get live updates. You get like the fastest updates to the games that you're watching, and it's pretty damn awesome. So go download it. And here's our interview with Melissa Ortiz. All right, we're here with Melissa Ortiz. How you doing? What up, what up, what up, guys? <laughs> we are, we're good friends with Melissa. She's been in a bunch of our Soccer All Props videos. I was going to say, bunch. you had yeah. been in a bunch, yeah. Guys, I was a star out there. <laughs> you, were, you were a star. <laughs> Acting. <I was> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we just want to just jump right into it. Tell us your story. Like, how the heck did you get to where you are today? That's a great question. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's um, hard. <laughs> Let's start college. Start right. from the birth of your self. <laughs> so my mother went to the hospital. <laughs> no. um, so I started. I've been playing soccer since I was younger. Uh, to Where'd I was born to up? West Palm Beach, Florida, to uh, Colombian parents. So I've always had dual nationality with Colombia since I was like born, and. I played throughout club, and then I actually didn't want to play soccer at all, like, after high school. Um, I didn't see a great future. I think being from an immigrant family, Latina, um, obviously women's soccer is not what it is today. It wasn't. So I had made a portfolio to become an architect, got into, like, a top architecture school here in New York. And, yeah, that was my senior year already. And I was like, I'm going to be an architect. (laughs) I'm going to be an architect. (laughs) That's incredible. Yeah. Um, Looking back at it now, I'm like, thank God, because I'd be in the studio till like, 5 in the morning and not at soccer stadiums. very different. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So my senior year of high school, I was just playing high school ball for fun just to, like, keep playing. And I always, like, I never stopped playing. I just told my parents like there's no point of you guys paying club fees if I'm not gonna pay uh, play so I kept on playing like pickup with like all the guys in the area and stuff like that and then in this high school match this coach of a high school team who was an assistant but she was a college coach to it was Lynn University in Boca Raton D2 she comes up to me after the game and she's like god like really great game you're a baller where are you going next year and I'm like uh Pratt Institute of Design she's like 
that they have a soccer team? And I'm like, no. <laughs> she's like, the hell are you going to do there? I was like, I'm an architect. And she's like, no, you're not. Like, straight up. And we was in the parking lot. She's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. And she's like, what's your phone number? And like, what? She got my parents' phone number, everything. She called us for like two weeks straight, <laughs> convinced me to go train at Lynn, which was only like a 45-minute drive down south from West Palm. And uh, when it came down to the money, I mean, geez, it was so expensive out of state as well to come here to New York. My pa- my mom was like, Melly, think about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so my mom like helped convince me, like, give soccer a try. Um, if you want to do both, then maybe, you know, you do well, you play well um, this season and go to Miami the following year, do architecture and soccer. And literally that's how it went. Like played soccer, balled out, MVP, all stuff in the league um, and the conference and then got like a shot at UM, took me on an official visit, all this stuff. But then when it came down to the money again, since it was so last minute, they didn't have any scholarship money. So we would have to pay like an arm and leg. So I was actually really happy at Lynn. And like, I love being like a big fish in a small pond. Mm -hmm. And I think it gave me a lot of opportunities to grow, you know, always playing. Um, The network there is great. It's a small school. So I was really happy making that decision. And it helped me grow on the soccer field um, because of the great coaches that I had. So from that, uh, I got called up to U20 in Columbia, like out of, just a random opportunity uh, through a scout that had seen me play who asked me if I wanted to play for Columbia one day. And I was like, yes, I didn't even know. Yeah, did you have any hesitation about that? Or? Zero hesitation. But like probably a year previous to that, I had no idea that a Columbia national team even existed because mm-hmm. there was not like social media these days. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, How many years ago was this? This was 2008, 2009. So I was 18, 19. Um, so yeah. So then I got a call up, uh, went down, probably missed like second semester most of the second semester of freshman year thank god my teachers were like go do your thing just email <laughs> us i'm like okay right that, that's, yeah. that's also Sometimes like the beauty of going to a small school yes they, they want to support you when whatever you know exactly your dreams are so that's nice totally totally yeah. so uh yeah um went down to columbia for trials um uh, made like the pool like the roster whatever and then the following year, after my sophomore year, that was U20 Women's World Cup in Germany. And the U20s had already qualified, so they called me in to try out for the World Cup squad. Uh, did two months of training. I always had left school, like what school ends in college, like May. I'd always leave, like, beginning of April. I would always miss, <laughs> hence, I... small school. Like, <laughs> don't have to do finals, finals. <laughs> literally. I, I miss finals, and I How never convenient. walked, literally, just because wow. of that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's how it all started and then continued, like, played U20 Women's World Cup. We freaking did amazing, huge underdogs. Like, everyone was like, who the hell is Columbia? And we ended up getting to the semifinals of that Women's World Cup, which is so sick. Um, And that opened up, like, women's soccer in Colombia because, I mean, it's still a very sexist and machista country. But that, um, God, like, when we arrived to Colombia after doing that— they had like this par- like mini parade for us. This huge press conference, oh, yeah. And it was something that like didn't ever exist prior to doing that. That's so cool. Yeah. So that that's what started, and that also you know eventually led to being on the full national team and tournaments and opportunities and yeah. So that that lifted my my whole soccer career. I can't believe that you weren't planning on playing. I know college. <laughs> it just like it yeah. just Isn't shows crazy? you that is just unbelievable. Yeah. It's crazy. Like sometimes, like sometimes looking back, like say meeting people and you guys played D1, 
sometimes I'm like, damn, I wish I would have played D1. Or when people are like, hey, where'd you play? Like, sometimes it's like the first thing someone asks you. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, Lynn, they're like, where's that? Where's that? You know, and it's kind of like already like, who's but this I girl? Like that makes it cooler. You're like yeah, Steph Curry cool. of women's soccer. Like, <laughs> Steph Curry, yeah. yeah. But you put, you know, and, and I'm sure they were thrilled that they get to say that. Yeah, so for sure. More people will come to that school, more recruits Absolutely. are interested because they see you who play in the you know the olympics and the world cups and it's yeah just like yeah 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 so that's that's how it all started so yeah. did you like do extra like like what level or i'm sorry I, i'm confusing myself but what type of player were you in high school like what did they notice about you were you super te- technical or were you super like in high school athletic? uh yeah. i was fast um I I wouldn't say athletic just because my belt, like, I was so skinny. I was, like, 115 pounds, like, just a God, that's, like, such high school probs. That's why you were so <laughs> yeah. fast. You were just uh, light For real. Feet. Yeah. <laughs> <String beam. laughs> but I feel like my strengths were I was fast, a uh, hard worker, and very technical. That's something that I think, for me, back then, quitting club soccer helped me so much develop as a player because I was playing with guys, you know, 5v5, 7v7s, even 11v11, but straight up like guys and Latinos in South Florida. And that made me so technical and like quicker on the ball and like quicker off the ball too. And like knowing what your second pass is before you receive it. So I think those were my strengths, mostly like the technical part and goal scoring back in the day. I feel like so many young lady ballers think they have to join all these like club teams and premier teams. And now there's like all these different leagues. And really it's just like, Go play pickup with guys. Yes. Like it's, it's, you're going to, like, get a lot more experience or just as good of an experience if you do that, right? Yeah. They play yeah. a very fast game, like, much faster. So when you even when you play younger, you know, guys that are two years younger, they'll still challenge you a little bit more. And I love that you just, like, threw yourself in there and you were— yeah. I mean, it helped. I have yourself. two older brothers, so they would oh, always invite me. That helps. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not like I showed up, like, hey, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I play? <laughs> So did you end up living in Colombia for a bit? I did, yeah. Um, so I lived there. My my brother was doing his master's degree there and working, like, full-time. Then around that same time, I joined the national team. So there was times when, obviously, the national team wanted to be cheap and not want to pay for flights. So mm-hmm. it, it, like, I wasn't going to make, I wasn't working. So it was like, I wasn't going to ask my parents to keep flying me back and forth. So, yeah, like, I would, let's just say, in one year, live there for three months straight and then fly back and whatever if I had to go to school and then fly back. So on and off. And then in 2014, I did live there for, like, most of the year. So, and then, of course, like, family vacations and things like that. I have a lot mm-hmm. of family in Colombia. So obviously my whole life and my youthhood and growing up was in South Florida. Um, but like our roots and where I would always go to and find my second home was was Bogota in Colombia. Wow, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have to work like while you were there? Did you have to work a second job? Like how I, I can only imagine back then especially how hard it is for these players, you know, to yeah. to live off of what we were getting paid. Right. Right? Yeah. Uh so with national team, uh, which is a whole nother freaking story in itself, they used to pay us like twenty dollars a day, right, yeah. to be in camp. And that is insane. Yeah. That doesn't cover my breakfast in the morning. <laughs> I think we'll pick up change off the ground all day and make more than that. For real, I could go right here to Times Square probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they they took away that pay as well, which became like a huge ordeal and what we fought for. Anyways, we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so did I work? Yes. Uh, my parents have a have a business, a car business in in West Palm Beach service. So like they always would have my brothers and I 
work there. And then on top of that, I'm like, I need that cash cash. Mm-hmm. So I would like do private trainings for kids. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, you guys, I feel like everybody knows yeah. this. Mm-hmm. Everybody does that. Hustle. Every female footballer has to do try yep. like private training sessions. So obviously do that. And then I did also something. Um, I had an ex-boyfriend who like had this fact, like his family had this factory that made all these great shirts, uh, designer shirts, like by these companies. And, oh, no- wow. and nobody knew this, but like I would go to this place, this factory in Peru and uh, buy all these designer things that would usually cost in store like a hundred and two hundred dollars mm-hmm. for a shirt designer shirt and i would get them at like five bucks oh in the factories gosh. like, ori- like this hustle. is original like this is it like that's where they pre- like made them wow and so i would come back here and sell them and then like put them on ebay super illegal and then I was gonna <laughs> say, should we cut this out <laughs> maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that, would try to hustle. But, but isn't crazy. that crazy? Like what you had to do yeah. because yeah. we we, you know, the the amount that you're getting paid, you cannot even yeah. afford no. to, like you to just, buy groceries. You just listed three side yeah. jobs, and this is while you're supposed to be training to be the most elite yeah. level yeah. of women's soccer in so, your country. And one of those are it was yeah. illegal. So yeah. they <laughs> so they didn't pay for your travel. The national pro- team. They didn't pay you guys. Yes or no. Like okay. some camps they would and then some they wouldn't. <laughs> and they're did like, they pay for housing? <laughs> Were you like staying yeah. at your brothers or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they would. Uh, okay. Like U20s when uh, like it, when you were trying out for a team, even if you're trying out, like even if they call you to camp and you're on the camp list of call-ups, they're supposed to like give you a hotel. They're supposed to give you everything. Right. Uh-uh. Like when I was trying out both times for U20s and then the full squad for these tournaments, like I'd either stay at my brothers and have to pay taxi, like they didn't have Uber back then, so or bus and get to the field. So um insane. yeah, and then as far as like once I made the team or once we made the team, the flights like gosh, our coach would be too how do you say? Like he he wouldn't want to put that pressure on the Federation. He wanted to be favored. He wanted to be yeah. likable to mm-hmm. not ask the Federation to pay mm-hmm. this money for but us. But instead you guys got We had to pay for it. Yeah. So I have like receipts and like when we did like this whole movement against them, like it wasn't just me. It was a bunch of other like players that were living outside of the country that had to pay for their international flights. And like so I'd say out of like I, I probably had to pay for like forty or fifty percent of my flights. Wow. Yeah. And then eventually they, the, the national team built, like, a whole facility, a training facility. So then they housed us in yeah. the facility. So that helped cost. Like, what, uh, what kept you showing up? Passion. Um, yeah. Honor of representing the country, playing in big-time tournaments. It's like women go through all of this shit, literally, like, all of this uh, for those beautiful moments, you know? Mm-hmm. And was it worth it? Absolutely. It's made me who I am today. But And, like, during doing that you know there were those moments where i'm like why am i doing this like this is ridiculous uh it's so devaluing it's so irres- like they're they have zero respect for women mm-hmm. so but it goes all back to like passion honor what you love to do what essentially makes you happy when you take out all of those other uncontrollable factors has it gotten better yeah, 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 yeah. It's gotten better. Um, this past year, like 2019, was huge because uh, one of my best friends and I on my national team, her name is Isabella Echeverri. She plays for Sevilla right now. She and I were like fed up, right? <laughs> and she, we're, we're very similar, very, very similar. And she caught on to the, like the whole potentials and opportunities within social media as well and how to market yourself and all this stuff. 
So we're very uh, mind like, how do you say that? Like, like mind, like minded. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so we were like, dude, she played on the national team the whole uh, year previous and like went to Central American Games, Copa America, when I said, I'm not doing it anymore. I can't. Like, I'm making no money. So she came back and she's like, Melly, it's so bad. Like, not only like the whole pay thing and everything, but like just the chemistry, the environment. It's just like it, it, the way that they have turned it around is just horrible. Like, they've really just put pushed us to the ground. So I'm like, yo, we got to do something about it. Um, I'm like, we both have good, like, social media following. We're both well-educated. We both speak well. Um, I think we're both, like, we have a really good image on, like, because in Colombia, female soccer players previously were looked on as, like, huge tomboys. Mm-hmm. And, like, not tomboys, like, okay, cool. Like, I'm still a tomboy in a way. But, like, they looked at it as, and they've said it in interviews, like, women, uh, female footballers are lesbians. They're da-da-da. Like, they would say all this stuff in the press. And we're like, this is bullshit. Like, they shouldn't ever put a title to this like no matter who we are or who who female footballers are so us two spoke out we made a video 20 minutes long i cut it edited it to one minute with english subtitles although we were speaking in spanish and uh this was, thing was it just the two of you in it yeah we actually filmed it here in my apartment oh really yeah <laughs> and uh we spoke all about all of the the truths about how the federation was treating us over of course the course of 10 years but like was she done playing at that time or is she she's, still playing for no so like that was a huge decision factor because she's only yeah. 25 26 and like they could be younger. like bye yeah <laughs> but she's like i'll put it all on the line she's like i don't care i don't need them uh, wow. she has like she has a master's degree and everything she's really well-rounded so she's like, I don't care. Like, I don't care if I ever play a World Cup or Olympics again. She's like, this is this is bullshit. So anyways, we did this video and talked about how they took away our pay, um, giving us used jerseys, used socks, like disgusting. You had uh, that too. That was gross. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> I used you should never. Socks. You should not have to reuse socks. I know. I know. <laughs> That's unnecessary. Disgusting. Ours were definitely from like U20 men's squads. Oh, nasty. Oh. Um, and then amongst like a trillion other issues. So we did this all. And then next thing we know, this thing goes viral like this past year. So we're getting calls from all the media, all the press, like from Columbia, obviously. This became like a two week job, like 6 a.m. We're taking radio interviews. Then, of course, like I had done an interview with Sports Illustrated here in New York. Um, New York Times grabbed onto it. Washington Post, Seattle, up to like France. Like we were everywhere because this thing... It just it just skyrocketed like the whole thing against the Colombian Federation because nobody in the history of soccer in Colombia, other than like the FIFA scandal, like FIFA gates had ever gone against these people yeah. because it's such a mafia. Like literally That's these people crazy. are powerhouses in Colombia. I just want to say you scared? thank you. Yeah. We were like, <laughs> thank yeah. you for speaking up. It takes a lot of yeah. courage. We it really nervous. does. Yeah. Um, yeah. How was the feedback? Like what yeah. were after your interviews, was it positive or people still give you guys like shit for it or? So the Federation did what we expected them to do. And that was deny everything. Mm-hmm. They called us in like literally live press interviews because all the press went to the Federation obviously, yeah. and they had to respond. And they were like, these two girls are liars. They're gossipers. They're making all this stuff up. And we're like, we're like, keep it coming, baby. Keep it yeah. coming. Because we had already had all of our proof together. I had pictures from camps. That's um, good. Yeah, I had, um, we all had like receipts of flights we had paid. Um, I had an issue with like insurance when I tore my Achilles. Like they didn't want to pay part of it, like the, the surgery. I'm like, I got injured playing with you, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Like that's your job. Yeah. So then just a bunch of things. So we already had our backup 
And so we're like, the more that you guys speak, the more it helps us. Mm-hmm. So the more that they spoke, the whole country was against them wow. with us. And that's exactly what happened. I mean, it was the most trending news in Colombia more than back then was the issue of like Venezuela. Um, that was the most trending news for like the whole month. And um, but the problem was that a lot of people in Colombia and the Federation were like, oh, well, those two players live outside of the country. So, of course, they're going to say something like they um, they don't kind of like they don't have the balls enough to say it here. Mm-hmm. So, right. so we're like, I. And so with uh, the FIFA, you know, FIFA Pro is like the global union of, of footballers, mm-hmm. of professional footballers. So FIFA Pro in every country has their has like their delegated uh, unions. And in Colombia, it's called Acul Foot Pro. So they flew us down to Colombia. Wow. My parents are like... Finally got a flight paid Honestly, for. Yeah. <laughs> for real. We'll take it. I would have been a little scared to take that flight. I would have been very nervous. For yeah, real. tell us about that. Like, you yeah. were you you're so brave. This was literally a year ago. This is March of 2019. Was I scared? Okay, I don't. I wasn't scared. My parents were scared because they were like, Melly, like, you don't know what can happen. Like, whether it's here, whether it's, uh, like, whether it's in Colombia, whether it's here in the U.S., whether it's in Europe, like, these federations have a lot of power. And they yeah. have... People that they yeah. know, blah, blah, blah. literally, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and her parents were all, all like worried too. And me and Isa, like, we were like, we don't care. Like yeah. at this point, we did all of this, and I just had we had this adrenaline rush like crazy, just to like kick these assholes' butt. Yeah. So, like, so literally, we we got on a flight. Uh, I took a flight, got in at five in the morning, but with that, we had a live press conference at 10 a.m. that same day. I mean, we had worked that whole week previous with Aqua Food Pro with the union um, who has who gave us a lawyer. Thank God for that. I was going to say, yeah. I, did you have a lawyer this whole time? Yeah. And he, thank God, because obviously they have a ton of experience with this and like helped us receive like 20 testimonies of other players who had from the Amazing. national team. So we had like... They must have been, all been very happy that you guys did this too, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. But they had no idea. So at first they were kind of like taken aback, like, like what the heck are they doing, yeah. you know? But yeah. then once they saw like the whole uh, power of this whole movement, then they were like, all right, we support you. Yeah. So when at first for that live press conference, legit like Billie Jean King style, I, swear, I kid you not, um, it was supposed to be just me, Isa, and like the lawyers of the union and all of a sudden we show up that morning I'm like my, my eyes are like bloodshot <laughs> but I'm like full of adrenaline uh, 15 players showed up to stand right behind us oh yeah. that's amazing yeah it was, you have pictures yeah yeah yeah, yeah we'll have to post this with yeah so that was amazing and so like we get into this to the hotel like conference room and I look and it's just like a wall full of live cameras it, legit, it was wow. great and I look at Isa and we're about to start I'm like yo I feel like this is Billie Jean King and like <laughs> this is a movie. <laughs> and then we just like fist pump. We're like, let's fucking do it. You really are making history, especially yeah. in Colombia. Like you were yeah. saying, no one's ever done anything like this. Nothing. So anyways, nowadays, um, they got their payback. Uh, the Federation I is hope a it's not twenty dollars a day, so thirty. Oh my I know God. it's still shit, but right. like they increased it by like right. a percentage. It's still and bad. Progress back in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. so still a lot to go, uh, but at least there's like more respect towards it. They market the the women's team more, um, more camps. Like there's still a lot to go though. Are we at like even? A, we're not happy, you know. Yeah. Like did we? open the doors to a lot of oh yeah you did we did um and well, think oh, about and what would have happened if you guys didn't do this nothing it'd probably be the same way it yeah. was and then from that this is what's crazy um we started like this me too movement in colombia literally because as soon as we said that uh a u17 women's trainer from the national team 
called us and she's like, I have a case already filed against Federation for Get sexual harassment. Here. And we're like, we're all like, what? Like this, nobody has known about this. When did you file it? Like, yeah. And it had been months ago, but they had it all under the cart, like under the table, whatever, under the carpet. And so that was crazy. So that started a whole women's like Me Too movement. Yeah. Angle. Yeah. And then it, it, yeah, still now people are like fighting against the Federation. So uh, in December, Issa and I and like our women's national team were awarded top leaders of Colombia. So I flew back down in December, which was like amazing. My parents were there and I was like, wow, this is unbelievable. We never imagined this. Deserve it. Never. Thanks. We never imagined this ever. (laughs) I know. Isn't it crazy? Just like you experienced this and you felt so much passion towards it. And you're like, this is ridiculous. Why is nobody talking about what's going on in Colombia and like all of this, you know, gender discrimination? Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's scary too. Like, like my mom also my mom was a firefighter she dealt with so much like discrimination there it was insane and it took her like she she ended up suing the fire department wow and it took her so much she lost friend she lost friends she lost some of my family members are firefighters like there's just it's just insane the guts that you have to have yep. to step up and say something and Thank God for social media because yes. your video went viral yep. and it gets the news out. Mm-hmm. Like this is, I think it's incredible what you're doing. Thank and you. it's not, unfortunately, it doesn't get fixed overnight. No. You know, uh-huh. and like, I hope you have to keep pushing. Our thing was uh, like, I hope this isn't just a case for Colombia. I hope that this is a case for whatever, Mexico. There's a lot of South American teams who are good. Like these players are good, but they don't have those opportunities like we do here in the U.S. or like other national teams or federations feed their their women's team so mm-hmm. we hope this and this isn't just a case for us like mm-hmm. and for colombia we hope this is a case that that can reach globally yeah Absolutely. Mm-hmm. wait so what happened with your achilles you tore it yeah that, that sounds like the most painful <laughs> thing ever yeah it was uh four days before the women's world cup in canada and that was like the only tournament left on my bucket list that i really wanted to play in and obviously and, and make an impact uh and I had been suffering from tendonitis in both Achilles because the freaking World Cup was on turf, which is ridiculous. So we had been training for like six months prior, 75% of the time on turf. So like it it progressively got worse in both uh, Achilles. Did you wear turfs or cleats? Both. I would switch on and off. I never actually thought about that, that people Mm -hmm. in the World Cup wore turfs. Yeah. I actually personally hated turfs. I I never never wore them, but I I feel like I should have. They were so much safer. But guys, it depends on the brand. I had had a certain shoe. I forget what brand it was, but it was so big. I kept tripping over myself more than usual. (laughs) So (laughs) you you had the wrong size (laughs) shoe is what you're saying. I was playing the wrong sport. Well, I mean, like I was playing at Chelsea Piers with cleats on on turf and I tore my ACL. I exactly. was like, if I was wearing turfs, is probably when it happened. Nowadays, I just wear turfs, yeah. like on turf. But yeah. so, back then, so, I didn't want to. Yeah. yeah. So four uh, days before that happened. Yeah. So I, I had told the coach, like, hey, my Achilles are hurting me. Like, I don't know what's going on. He's and like, suck it up. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> hey, STEM. Hey, ultrasound. Hey, ice. Like, no, you should have brought me to, like, see how bad it was. Maybe rest me for two weeks. And then, mm-hmm. be, okay, do strengthening exercises um, and nothing. So four days, uh, we had already left Colombia. They already announced the roster. I'm like, oh, my God, like, my life dream. And we arrived to Colorado before Canada. We stopped in Colorado for like five days, six days to play against Costa Rica and uh, some club teams. And in one of those friendlies, I literally took a like a normal step back to receive the ball and push forward. Oh. And in that motion back, 
Uh, yes. Yeah, Did it bit. fully rip or half? No, fully well, ripped. Fully ripped. Oh, Do you, you saw think, it like though? boing up? <laughs> boing. <laughs> Is that I don't, what it sounded like? Yeah. I don't want to hear what it sounds like and oh. I don't want to visualize it, okay? Yeah, I can't stop visualizing it. <laughs> oh, I can't stop yeah. visualizing That's like my worse. biggest fear is like when you like shave near your Achilles. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, or yeah. like if you walk down like steps and mm-hmm. you're like going to slice it. Yep. Oh, no. So you, yeah, but you did the worst. <laughs> I know. You're boinged. <laughs> but slice your Achilles sounds so much worse. Ugh, it's terrible. So how was it? So you had to get surgery. Oh, so. yeah. The very next day I got surgery. It's funny because when it happened, like it was, I was playing left back mm-hmm. and I received the ball. We're switching it. And I remember that forward, like she was a young feisty one. So she kept on like pressuring pretty hard. I'm like, yo girl, chill. It's like World Cup's like a few days away. Like this mm-hmm. isn't this isn't it. And so this forward that was kind of like bothersome. I thought she slid tackle me. And because like I, I felt that pain. Oh. Did you hear like a boom? Mm-hmm. You know? And I looked to the ref. I was like, I yelled. And I'm like, yo, ref, what the? You know? And he looked at me like, what? I was like, no one's going to you. What are you talking about? <laughs> and at that moment with his face, oh. uh, my foot went yeah. numb. And I'm like, yo, what happened? And I thought I like broke my foot or leg. And I'm like, how? And I like, I was like patting my leg and patting my foot. I'm like, no, we good. And your like, sock was on. It's still together. Yeah. Uh, so, oh. And then I like sat down. I'm trying to like evaluate myself. <laughs> I don't like I Your couldn't stand up like dangling it's just there. dangling so oh, I'm like I'm like doc and they came in and I remember the trainer telling me no this is a quick one because I had made the roster for World Cup and Pan American Games like already oh my God. yeah because the Pan Ams were like the month after World Cup so he was taking um, 18 of like the 23 squad already to Pan Ams and he had told me so the trainer comes up to me he's like no 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 you'll be able you, you'll be fine you'll, be, you'll make Pan Ams and I'm like no, I will. Like, I know what, what this is. World, are you living on? <laughs> He's like trying to make me feel better. I'm like, it's not yeah. working right now. <laughs> so where did you go? Did you go back to Florida for the yeah. surgery? Surgery? Uh, no, Colorado. Okay. Very oh, next wow. day. Oh wow, you had to literally do it right there. Very next day. Yeah. What did that? What did that feel like? Like losing? Because yeah. people are always kind of like messaging us and writing to us, being discouraged with injuries, and we always try to put it in perspective of like how many more years you have and like how right now seems like the biggest thing you're ever going to do in your whole life, but there's going to be something else. So there's going to be another team. And like, yeah. it's hard for people to get past the discouragement they feel in that moment right then. So like, how did you work through that? So I'm not going to lie. Like the first, the first month was really hard for me. Um, oh gosh, like I was down. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can only imagine. Especially because I mean, it's not, it's not like a random game where, okay, you have to recover for like a year. It's like, I just the missed ultimate. out on the world cup. Yeah. And then at the same time i'm watching my teammates play on tv you know yeah but i think one my family helped me so much like have a positive mindset um and already i had i had set a goal like from the moment the day of surgery because the following year was like the olympics and i already had the goal like i'm gonna get back to the national team i'm gonna go to the olympics um and then take it from there so i already had set that you know visualized it and i looked back and like uh, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. But like, literally, I looked back. I was YouTubing like athletes who had torn their Achilles, and he was number one on the wow. list. Mm-hmm. David Beckham was another one. So those two, I would like watch, you know, videos of the recoveries, watch how they play now post surgery and everything, and that was inspiring. I'm like, yo, if they could do it, I could do it. Um, but gosh, I was sad. Uh, the first two weeks were brutal, but my teammates helped me so much because during the first game of the World Cup they had my jersey out on the bench with them. Oh. And I had no idea. I love that. Yeah. So what, you saw it on TV? I saw it on TV. I'm oh. watching. I have my boot up, like, on the couch, like, crutches next to me. And all of a sudden, I see it. And I see them look, like, kind of shine at the, the camera. And I just start 
bawl. Yeah, I would cry. Oh my so god. Oh my god. So then that same game, our our um, Daniela Montoya, she's our our midfielder. She scores a goal against Mexico, first goal for us in World Cup history. And what happens? They run my jersey over to the corner, and she puts it into the camera. Aww. And I'm like crying again. And then um, we played against uh, Colombia USA World Cup. Uh, this is right out of the group stage, and they huddled right, and they put the jersey in the middle like on the floor with the number and my name and they huddled around it and the camera the was on camera. top, aerial camera. And I'll, I have no idea like any, any of this. So I'm like, you know, standing up, like oh. whatever. They have a national <laughs> anthem. I'm like, come on, Columbia. Like, do yeah. that. And all of a sudden they freaking did that. And I like, I literally bawled my eyes out, especially that They one. sound like incredible teammates. Yeah. Yeah. And you were really important to them. It's clear. That's, like, yeah. And that's probably what drove you to want to make a difference exactly. afterwards. Yeah. 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 I was going to say that. Like, if you may say you didn't get hurt, yeah. would you be doing what you're doing now? Like, w- you know what I mean? Like, yeah. would you be making a difference politically off the field? No. Like, it would, right? I think everything happens for mm-hmm. a reason. Absolutely. And I think, you know, for your audience and your viewers who ask you these questions, like about injury and everything, does injury suck? Yes. And that's part of our job. That's part of being an athlete. We all go through it. Um, but I think that your mentality is everything. And as soon as something happens, like set a goal, um, and work hard to it and even journal. Like I used to journal, like how my recovery, how my recovery was, what I did that day, what made me feel better. Um, I had, I had one former, former teammate that had told me that she would journal and she would say today I was a badass because, and like, I would do that stuff. Like today I was a badass because I did one calf raise or something, but still it was like progress. The tiniest little things. Like we always, we always say to our lady ballers, we're like, it's the smallest little, like, Improvements like when we tore our ACL, we were joking about how like just being able to move your knee a little bit more each day. Like when you finally yeah. got on the bike, you're yeah. like, oh my god, I'm on I'm the incredible. bike, <laughs> rock star. Seriously, you have to like cheer yourself on and like yeah. pat yourself on the back when you make those those yeah. improvements. Absolutely, for real. Yeah, yes. Santa, yeah. I love that you did that. I think everybody should take note. So then, so then after that, you did come back for the Olympics. I right? did. So I got back to the national team in May. So it took almost a full year. It did take a full year. Was that scary? Like getting yeah. Back on the field after that yeah i thought i had prep mentally more uh but it was hard because like you, you get scared if you're mm-hmm. going in a 50 50 right. for me it wasn't a 50 50 it was more like taking off and like yeah. change yeah. the direction really trusting like, not if you yeah, on it. yeah not if you wear a bionic knee brace like i did <laughs> i felt unstoppable it's probably illegal now <laughs> i also hurt everyone else not I didn't on the, field. the screws <laughs> from that would clip me in the shoes <laughs> yeah did you wear like an ankle brace or something to help you feel like uh, more supported I would tape my ankles, but not, yeah. I actually wear uh, heel inserts a little bit. Okay. Then, yeah, to give that lift, extra lift. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I got back and made the national team again. Uh, we played a few friendlies. Did I think I was 100% where I was previous? No, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think it takes, like, a full year and a half to two years to actually be, like, at your best again after surgery. But I got back, and then uh, Olympics, I take 18. And the coach named me, like, oh, my God, in the worst way ever, uh, as alternate for the Olympics in 2016. But it comes out that, like, we had to find out he was, like, paying favors and doing all this shady shit. Mm. Another thing that we yeah. fought this past year. Um, Is he still the coach? No. Oh, that's good. We actually, during the Olympics, I wasn't about to go. Like, even though he named me alternate, I was yeah. literally, like, I called up my mentors. And I'm, like, I don't want to go. I was, like, I just went through like hell back mm-hmm. like and I went through all of this mm-hmm. and I deserve to be in the 18 I know it I know it I'm better than whoever whatever 
And they were like, Melly, like, take a deep breath, like, take some few days off, uh, evaluate this opportunity. Like, even though you're alternate and, like, probably won't play, um, enjoy it. Like, not everybody gets this opportunity, and this is your second opportunity um, to be in the Olympics or have that experience. So take it for what it is and and live it. And I'm like, okay. So I went, I literally, we had a few days off. I flew to Cartagena, like, to the beach by myself. And I stayed with an aunt of mine and like literally I just thought about everything, like what I went through and all this stuff and the importance of it. And me being who I am is being also supportive of my teammates. Mm -hmm. And that was the most important thing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't to play in the Olympics. It wasn't for me to be like, yeah, to be a two-time Olympian would be awesome. But like it was, there was more than that, you know. So I went. And during the Olympics, we literally kicked the coach off the team. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say, like, yeah, you literally happened. locked him out of the locker room. Or worse, <laughs> like, we you were like, we're coaching you. We're firing <laughs> yeah. you. Get out. Nobody knew about this, of course, because the Federation wanted to keep this quiet. Didn't want press to get on it. Uh, but before our second game against New Zealand, we're literally going over, like, game tactics and our assistant coach was going over this and that and whatever. And, like, I was just, like, living the life. Like, not, <laughs> oh, I don't have to do anything. Yeah. Just, you like, have stand up and stand <laughs> And all of a sudden, he's like, any of you girls have anything else to say before the game kickoffs, like, in five hours? We still have to, like, eat and, like, whatever. So one of my teammates raises her hand. And she's like, yeah, I do. And we're all, like, thinking of yeah. something, like, motivational. <laughs> Out of here. And all of a sudden, she raises her hand. She goes, that guy and po- points to the coach. This is in front of. He was the- there. Oh yeah. Oh wow. This is in front of the whole ca- coaching staff, the vice president of our federation, the whole medical team, FIFA delegates. She's like, this guy right here points at him. And she goes, that guy is a beep, a beep, a beep, 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 and paying favors and doing this and that. And did we're she, all like, did she plan this or this just yo. happened? I think it just came out of her because we <laughs> wow. were all so sick. Word of vomit. She probably blacked yeah. out. This you know is when you're like in your rage yep. and you're like, I don't know what yep. I just said. <laughs> this is so she probably epic. did. <laughs> Yeah, nobody really. Did you knows. guys all just stand up and like, like slow no, clap? So then we're all like, <laughs> and like a mouth open, like holy shit, and I'm like hallelujah. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't even know, like because I had wanted to speak out, but I'm like I'm in no position to. It'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, you're just like stingy because you're an alpha, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that happened. But this it, is a girl who's like playing veteran. And, I played with wow. her since you're 20. She's a starter. Dude. So when she spoke up, for her. I know another player spoke up and then another and they yeah. were like just like ripping this coach a new one. And then the vice president of Federation had to stand up and like stop it. Oh, my God. Wow. It's yeah. just Crazy. like, sir, you need to leave. Yeah. He was like, I understand. And I've seen like the the horrible chemistry amongst the coaching staff and with the team. Um, we're going to have to handle this internally, like all this stuff from that moment on. Coach yourselves at five. <laughs> so they, that moment on, our assistant coach had to like grab the reins. Like, okay, you call out the starting 11. Do you, you like the assistant more? He was all right. He's just like a puppet there, yeah. you know. But yeah, he had way more knowledge. Yeah. Um, and so then it was so shady, though, how they do this is like the federation like pretty much fires this guy right mm-hmm. mid-olympics but they're like let's not make a big deal out of yeah it. let's just yeah. pretend like he got sick yeah. and had to go home yeah so we don't see him ever <laughs> ever like n- hotels uh dinners whatever trainings locker room nothing we never see him then it's like time for to kickoff for and the they second sit and him third on the game. bench sit him on the bench like a little oh, puppet yeah wow. and he's there for like national anthem and like tv oh, this like, is absurd i'm surprised Yo, he even wanted to do that this should be a reality show they it cannot means, be trusted it's crazy nobody could be nobody could be trusted <laughs> Yeah, oh my real gosh. life, yeah, real life. Yeah. So anyway. Well, it's good that you went. 
Yeah. No, God, to live that moment, I was like, thank <laughs> yeah. God, thank you. And just to be there to, like, support your teammates. Absolutely. I'm sure they appreciate and it. And so you get in, like, team huddles, and he would just, like, be, like, fake-mouthing words for the camera, so like, he was giving you a, a talk while someone else was really speaking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. It's hysterical. Um, but, yeah, that made it wild. worth it. And then that was the Olympics that we actually tied U.S. to, too. That's uh, awesome. So that was, like, That's huge. Pretty crazy. Yeah, you yeah. played against who? Abby Wambach at the time? Or who else, who yeah, else was on Hope the team? Yeah, Hope Solo. Hope Solo. Wow. Wow. That was the goal in between her legs, and then the goal, wow. and then you go, like from the corner, I think it was a free kick. It was that a free was, kick. Yeah, yeah. That's that was so a wild cool. Olympics. Yeah. It was. It was a wild one. So yeah, that was that was Crazy. that. That's with Colombia. And then you I, remind me um, of Jerry from Cheer. Did you watch the Netflix documentary? He's Cheer, the best. You need to watch because really? like he doesn't make Matt, but he's still there. Like, just, yeah, like hyping up his team. Really? Yeah. I have to see that. You gotta watch Jerry. And he's like Shout a out force. to Jerry. I hope he's listening. <laughs> no, Jerry. Jerry does. Jerry does seventy five dollar cameos, like where you can buy videos of famous people. And I think I'm just gonna buy myself <laughs> one of him hyping me up. He's like, go girl, you he, go girl. He's, he should be charging more, right? He was like, yeah. She's like, can you do an example he's, of Matt talk for us? And he's, he's so like, yes, awesome. Girl. Yes, girl, you got this, girl, you got this. Honestly, it's it takes a lot of energy, and it does. it's a great I mean, great show. Yeah, <laughs> but wait. So I just I'm so curious. Wait, you, you want to stop talking about Jerry? No, Jerry, okay. I love you, and <laughs> we want you on our show. <laughs> but um, I it's just so interesting to see you now because like we met you at the ICC a couple of years ago when you were um, a mediator for the panel, yeah. and and then you started commentating right and stuff like that. So like, how is that? Yeah. How is was that transition? You oh went from gosh. playing to now like t- talking about soccer and right. I don't know. T- t- um, tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so I wanted to continue playing soccer and I had like offers but at the same time I'm like all right uh how 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 can I make my career more sustainable like I'm not making any money actually I became in debt playing soccer uh professionally and stuff just paying trainers paying um whatever to play yeah and so I was like I can't do this for that much longer um so I in Florida, I listened to Gary V and like his podcast, um, Crushing It. And it kind of inspired me because I was at a moment where I was like, what the heck do I do with my life? I was working a full-time job at the time at my parents' company in like accounting and marketing, nine to five at a desk, unhappy as hell. And I was like, God, I just went from like adrenaline rushes of like Olympics and national team to like this, like I'm in no way inspired at the moment. So he inspired me to just like get out of my comfort zone, like use what I have. Um, And I've always loved like media things, like even if it was interviews or going to studios and stuff, I always was intrigued by it. I didn't know anything about it. I'd never studied communications. I never studied any of that stuff. But I was like, let's give it a go. So I like just set up a camera in the apartment and just made some videos like talking about just football, like leagues, like Premier League, La Liga, whatever. And something that I already have like knowledge about and little by little made it, you know, better every time with experience. And then it was a Russia World Cup. And my boyfriend and I wanted to ha- like make a trip together to Russia and we did it. And that was kind of like the launch or kickoff of me like being the soccer blogger and like showing these experiences of soccer that people want to see and maybe through my eyes or whatever. So, uh, yeah, did that. And then within six months, uh, we decided to move here to New York City. One, because he got into grad school at NYU and then his job uh, gave him a job transfer. And I'm like, I want to go to New York City. I feel Mm -hmm. like there's a ton of opportunity, all the media companies. I need to put myself out there more and uh meet soccer girl probs <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so we did it we moved exactly like a year and a month ago and so 
it's funny how life works, though, because how we met because of ICC. Well, ICC, I had applied for a job to Relevant like two years prior, like when I was through my like, what the heck do I do with my life? I want to work in soccer, but I don't know what. Like, let me use my marketing something. Let me apply for like all these random jobs. I didn't get a response from them. Well, I guess that was their, my resume was in their system. And so come exactly the month that I moved to New York, I get an email from Relevant and it's Esmeralda. And she's like, hey, um, you know, you're in our system with your resume. Your resume is awesome. It's a great fit. Back then, I guess there wasn't like a position, but like now there is. So like that's weird. Come no, in. That's weird timing. Right. So it's like I uh, it's weird timing how everything mm-hmm. works. And like I apply for all these jobs like kind of like dang it like I didn't get this in response but like hey it happened two years later down the yeah. line so they call me in for an interview and and it was a great position but at that same time I was like man I see a lot of potential in what I'm doing right now so I didn't take it but at the same time talking with them at Relevant uh it also opened the doors for me to be like hey I can host something so then they started inviting me to like host their panels and their launch event and then be like the digital face of the women's ICC tournament and stuff like that. So that like amongst a bunch of other opportunities, like like Bleacher Report, um, I went to Nigeria with them, like interviewed Pirlo and Puyol. These are like all my first time experiences ever interviewing someone in Fake my life. Fake it you make it, right? Fake it till you make it, for sure. Absolutely. And keep putting yourself out there because, yeah. I mean, you might not get yeah. a call then, exactly. but you get one two years later. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, it's just yeah. So crazy <laughs> how like life works and like destiny and whatever. And, and like you said, putting yourself out there as much as possible. If the opportunity comes, like try to say yes way more than like, no, of course, like with the offers and everything, but gosh, like this year has just been a huge learning curve. Like, was there fear involved? Absolutely. But I was just like, let's do it. And just kind of like Gary V always kind of just like, have it, like go do it. Yeah. Whatever. I need to listen to his podcast. It's great. Oh, it's, actually, I, sorry. It wasn't a podcast. It was his audiobook. It was oh, audio. okay. Yeah. So what's next for you? All right. Um, Kind of like... I feel like I'm someone that loves to do everything. Like, I just want to do everything, but you can't do that. Mm-hmm. It's really um, hard. Yeah. <laughs> you can only do that for so long. You want to, like, stretch yourself in, like, a bunch yeah. of different directions. Yeah. I was like, I need to focus on the things that I can Absolutely. do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's... We do that. Yeah. And that's, like, <laughs> always my dilemma or, like, our dilemma for sure. Um, but now I would love to continue just hosting and, you know, whether it's panels, um, interviews, getting more involved in, in the game as much as possible, just like I did last year. Just keep building from last year. So um, last year, I ended the year, um, I was the in-stadium host of the New York Red Bulls. So I'm going to continue doing that this year. Awesome. Um, yeah. So that was a, a great meeting last week. Uh, in-stadium hosting, digital content. They want to do way more this year than they did last year. So that's great. So I'll be doing that. And then a bunch of little other projects. And then hopefully, like, if anyone's listening out there, like, hire me. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Okay. Olympics coming up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, collaborations. Obviously, yep. social media influencing is, like, a huge part of my my job um, that I love, that I really love, and I'm really appreciative that I can do this every day. Um, but then, as well, I'm starting a podcast, um, don't know when, don't know where, don't know, but it's going to be very interesting. I've been working on it for like six months with like producer, um, have like a trademark on it. And yeah, so right now we're just like pitching it and yeah, it'll be it's exciting. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll let everybody know when you're, when you're ready to tell the the name of it. Yeah. And um, that's awesome. I think it's amazing to see like your journey. It's everyone's journey is so incredibly different and unique. And there's a lot to be learned from what you experienced, and it also helped you like get to where you are today. So I just think thank you so much for you know telling us, yeah, being vulnerable, telling us everything about your life. So 
I hope it, awesome. it just inspires others. That's really yeah. always the goal, always the main goal. And I've always said this um, at 2012 London Olympics, there was a sign there and it was probably like the slogan of the Olympics that year. And it was inspire a generation. And I took a picture of that and then I took a picture of me standing in front of it. <laughs> and I, it's literally like just the main goal that I was inspired by back then, just inspire a generation. I love that's that. Something. Yeah. That's it's awesome. amazing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.